fucking monsters. <laughs> Welcome to 91 Octane, brought to you by Cafe Carrera. I am John. I'm Randy. And uh, today, we're going under the hood and covering your headlines, as always. Uh, We're also going to cover the uh, Big Willow Track Day I just had, some of the fun activities that happened there. And then finally, we're going to end on a very special drill report this week. Uh, but let's kick it off with some headlines. Randy, you want to start us off? Uh, I don't. Go ahead, John. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So has the used car market hit its peak? I don't think so yet. You don't think so? I think it's going to – well, I th- maybe it has, but it's going to stay progressively the same yeah, for so some time. Wholesale used car prices have stab- stabilized. Okay. So prices dealers pay for cars that they sell – they then resell, have mm-hmm. leveled off, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a good sign for people buying used cars. Yes. But I think you're right in that um, they've stabilized. They're not going to go down. Yes. Anytime soon, at least. Right. Um, when do you estimate starting to go back down or so what, what, what would motivate that? What I w- I've seen is that chip supply is supposed to come back to normalization the second half of the year. Okay. So talking as economic people, which I'm not qualified. You are technically but they by s- your they degree. But they keep, they've been saying this like six months, six months, right. a year for yeah, like for sure. three years now. It's fully dependent on when the chip supply um, comes back to life, Yeah, is my opinion. Okay. And with that said, after that, there's going to be a ramp of manufacturing. So... Once manuf- once the dealerships are full again, which will take a lot of time, then used car prices will will start to come back down. So a year from when chip supply comes back to life is when I think um, used car prices will come down. And I used to think that. Okay. And that is a factor for sure. Sure. But in December and January, the prices have stabilized. So they haven't gone up anymore. Used car prices. Used car prices okay. have stabilized. Uh-huh. So I guess maybe this is the peak. If we think this is the peak because of the chip shortage, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it seems like maybe the demand is going down, right? The sort of the buyers have gotten their fill. Yes. And now yeah. things and that's why prices are stabilizing. Yes. Because the chip shortage thing, man, I, we went to we went shopping in BMW last weekend mm-hmm. with the wifey. She's yeah. she's shopping a new car. Dude, it was like uh, you know, abandoned mall parking lot. The dealership the was dealership. on a weekend. On a weekend, dude. There was n- almost nothing in at the at the lot. And they have like a off-site lot like in a, in a lot right next to it and it was full completely empty oh the lot was empty of people of people and cars and cars yeah there's nothing on the lots i see the yes. only m3 he could offer to te- for me to test drive was an f80 which is last gen. which is last gen okay okay and there car. was like nothing else they have a few cars inside uh-huh but they're like twenty thousand dollar markup that nobody wants to buy yes exactly, exactly. but other than that i mean it's it's tough right now. Um, the 
the prices still remind remain forty five percent higher than one year ago. Correct. Inflation's real. Forty five percent. Yes. Like yes. food, I think is at like twenty five. Twenty. Yes. Twenty to twenty five percent. Average. Most home goods, twenty to twenty five percent. You know, they're saying six percent inflation. But I don't know, like, I, I do know how that's measured. It's averaging across yeah, all Yeah, it's averaging a full basket of goods. Right, right, but right. But the stuff that affects us. Which is cars. Which are cars, yeah. 45%. As man. is gas, as over from over as here. Everything, car ownership is becoming extremely expensive. Right, it is. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Thankfully, we're, we don't work. At offices that we have to daily drive to. Yeah, yeah. But that's just us. That's not all yeah. of America. But this doesn't bode well for our uh, future car buying endeavors, like potential Nissan Z, yes. potential Supra. Yeah, you yeah, know, for like sure. It seems like markup is the new way. There's no Supras on the lots. Yes, and I don't know if you saw a post like from a few weeks ago. Dealers are now putting on advertisements that no dealer markup is a deal. <laughs> yeah. Which I found yeah, extremely yeah, yeah. frustrating. Yeah, yeah. That's not a deal, dude. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to charge you more yes. for buying this car. Yeah. It's yeah. not a deal. Yeah. At all. So it's going to take three-ish years for things to go back to pre-COVID market. I think so. I don't think we'll ever go pre-COVID. No? But it's going to take – I'm thinking it's going to take about that time – for things to normalize and normalize in the sense that cars that shouldn't have a markup won't have a markup. Uh-huh. Dealers will no longer advertise no dealer markup as a discount. Yeah, or like a this is a uh, a sales event. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the no, no dealer, dealer markup, markup sales, sales event. event. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I've seen that ad. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah I, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is so frustrating. But yes. anyway, it looks like things are stabilizing at least a little bit for now. It's a good sign, mm-hmm. but we'll see where things go. I don't yes. know. Three years is probably my estimate, too. Yeah. But, you know, we're also, like, doomsdayers when it comes to cars. We are kind of. Yeah. Well, kind of realistic, though. I feel like that's a... It's that's a, a glass conser- half It's a conservative full. estimate. Sure. You know, we're probably yeah. you know it'll, it could probably come in shorter than that. More likely it'll come in shorter than that than over. Hopefully. Yeah. But we'll see, because yeah. I'd love to get a crappy used car at a good price. Yeah, I'd again. love to get any used car. Well, not any, but, you know. I'm, actually, I want a new car in some cases with right. the Supra, right? Yeah, but yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I love the Supra. I've talked about this in the previous episode, but I will not pay a dealer markup on that car. Agreed. I won't. For any car. I actually, yeah, I don't you're right. I yeah, yeah. dealer markup. I'm too frugal for that. I would. I feel like I'm being scammed. Honestly, I just yeah, feel like I'm being scammed. I Although, get that. as you've stated, the economist in me mm-hmm. would understand that that makes sense. Correct, which right? it does. Yeah, yeah the demand a, is for a there. Capitalist market, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Yes, yes. Free market capitalism, rah rah. Yes, All but right. we're getting screwed. But anyway, let's get into our next headline. So, my one and only headline for this week. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is in line with the uh, dealer markup situation. So, there is a. Have you seen the Hyundai Ionic? Yes. It's a very nice EV car from Hyundai. Okay. There is a dealership somewhere in North or South Carolina that purchased one from another dealership by, by way of trade. Okay. Okay. So the originating dealership had it at MSRP. Okay. The dealership that bought it from that other dealership 
bought it at that price and then put their 20k uh, market adjustment onto the invoice of that car okay so is it should that dealership be penalized for really again playing to the capitalist market you know e- e- economist type of approach but it's kind of a i mean maybe as a consumer we think it's a dick move but if it was us in that business owning that business i don't know move? the market demand for the ionic okay um but I don't mind dealers screwing on other dealers. No, but then they're gonna pass that twenty k on to the to the to the buyers of the car. So the dealer bought it. The dealership bought it. The dealership bought it from another dealer. Yes, right. and then they're gonna pass that twenty k on to a consumer. Uh, they, the the cost. Yes. Yeah. 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 But that original dealer mm-hmm. is getting screwed, and that they're not getting an extra twenty k. Correct. That's what I yes, meant. Yes, so I'm yes. happy with that portion of the bit. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I, I mean, practically speaking, really economically speaking, mm-hmm. if there is someone willing to pay twenty thousand over MSRP for the Ionic, yes, it's what it is. <laughs> okay, so right? that's an economist perspective it's, it's, for sure. It's you know, it's it's the definition of free market capitalism. For sure. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's that, that's what that's what America is. Mm-hmm. But the whole dealership structure is just not designed for the consumers. You know, and everything come for ages. Everything comes at a high cost with dealers, right? Parts are at a higher cost than really finding them anywhere aftermarket. Yes. Um, services, just services, not including the parts, right? The work, the labor yes. is more. So now they're looking for other areas to gouge consumers on, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I understand the service side. Uh-huh. You know, you, you you do a lot of service. You keep inventory. You're doing you're doing what was in what a dealership was intended to do, right? Yeah. To service the cars that you know the OEM manufacturers just can't, right? Mm-hmm. They can't provide that service to everybody. Uh, but in terms of jacking up prices on MSRP, those tags, I just don't think it's. I think it's shady practice. I uh, think it's unethical. Really? It, yes, I think it's unethical. MSRP manufacturer suggested retail price and they're yeah. going over it because under MSRP, yeah. it's not like they're not making any money. Correct. You know what I mean? Absolutely correct. They're yes. getting their share. Yes. If they want to negotiate more money, mm-hmm. negotiate that shit with the manufacturers. Don't negotiate it with the consumers. Mm. You know, negotiate it with the manufacturers. Negotiate those prices down or come up with better deals or buy more cars, whatever it may be. Yeah. But it always it always defaults to consumers. And this is not just dealerships. Yes. It's really everything. Mm-hmm. Right. It goes to the consumer. So in, in that case, you know. What end? What will end up happening? What I what I theorize sure. happening is these dealerships will work with the uh, manufacturers to increase MSRP. Ah, uh, right. So they all get and then happy. so then it balances out, right? They won't put the full markup on there, but uh-huh. they'll increase that. That way, they make the dealerships happy, and then the dealerships can say, "Oh, we don't have dealer markups anymore." <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, we don't do that. 
But I do think it's a bit it's a it's a shady practice for sure. So you don't like the current dealership structure. You'd prefer the Tesla approach. Oh dude, yeah, direct to consumer. Although, would, yeah, Tesla's raised their prices I, over the past and, couple and, years. And, and, yeah, and Tesla's a whole other story. Sure, sure. But you know, I the direct to consumer thing I think is valuable. Carvana has made it has made the vision possible in that they don't have service centers. Yes. Right. It's all outsourced, which means there are enough independent or third party service centers out there mm-hmm. that can reliably work on your car to the point where Carvana is is fine with you taking your car there. Yes. At least for warranty work. OK. So there's almost no need for dealerships anymore. Mm. That's the that's the number one. That's the number one reason. I, I'd be hard-pressed to find another reason why a dealership should e- exist. I can't even give one right now off the top of the head. I mean, because most of these manufacturers can have their own stores with their own salesmen, mm-hmm. right? In terms of service, that can be outsourced to a third party. Yes. Other than that, why do we need dealerships? Sorry to anybody that works sales or owns at, one. at a yeah. dealership or yeah. owns a dealership. Actually, not sorry. Just no offense. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? What what other purpose is there? You're right, because even in the real estate game, Zillow and Redfin have taken over yeah. a lot of the functionality of what real estate agents used to do. If, yeah. Oh if, yeah. If you remember back in the day, you had to get like a binder out with photos of houses, and that's how you would get shown a house. I didn't know physically that physically at the real estate agent's desk. Yeah. See now. Nah, and now that's that's real estate. Don't let me start it on real estate. Yeah. Agent. Sure. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yes. 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 But yes. but yeah, it's it's just uh, the dealerships. I, I, I there's no reason for them. Like why I can pay Toyota uh-huh. fifty two thousand for a Supra. Yes. Or go to a dealer. And have to pay sixty five thousand for right. that same Supra for what? For right, what reason? Right. Yeah. No, right? you're right. You're absolutely Toyota right. Toyota has figured out what the, the price market price for is this car based should on be based on what their expected volume. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They're 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 messing with the Toyota numbers by putting these tags on there, but they're you know looking out for their individual businesses. Mm-hmm, Fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just don't see, I don't see the value in that markup. There's no value in that markup. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. But that, again, we go back to the original argument, which is all there needs to be for a price to be increased is demand. Yes. There needs doesn't need to be any value. Uh-huh. There doesn't it, it's it's all it's speculative. Yeah. So cars have become spe- a speculative asset essentially, right? Like a yeah. stock. Yes. Right? Yeah. So somebody thinks it's worth 20,000 more, let's price it this way so somebody else will buy it. Right. It's kind of like the NFT scam. Yeah. <laughs> all NFTs are a scam, John? Not all NFTs are a scam. They feel like it, but then I, I, I would say not all NFTs are a scam. Okay. The the whole picture thing, I don't know, I'm not going to get into that, but the, you know, you can you can mint an NFT. Yes, we could. We, we should. could mint an NFT, right? Uh-huh. And Say we have, you know, we're sitting on a hundred Bitcoin, mm-hmm. for example, and so we buy the NFT from ourselves for a okay. hundred Bitcoin. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now that NFT is worth a hundred Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and it's yes. listed. Yes. Some poor sucker comes in and says, "Oh, I'll take it for twenty-five. Uh-huh. And you're like, "Fuck yeah, you can have it for twenty-five." <laughs> he thinks he got a discount. On oh, that NFT, because yes. it was originally valued at a hundred, uh-huh. and you're up twenty five. Ah, uh, is that the game? That's is that the NFT that, that game is, right now? That is a game. 
in the uh, NFT world, right? Le- there's a legitimate side sure. to this. You know, I'm a 100% believer in cryptocurrency mm-hmm. but uh, and the blockchain, but mm-hmm. there is sort of a nefarious side to all these things. So, yeah, don't take things on face value. Anyway, this tangent. Yes, absolutely. Tangent. But anyway, let's get into our he- next headline. A bird can get you out of a speeding ticket, Randy. It can. A bird. Not flipping a bird. Not flipping a bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bird. So okay. the headline reads, reads, the Holy Spirit saves a German driver from a speeding fine. Okay. And we'll we'll throw the picture up here. This is pretty hilarious, actually. So a speeding driver in Germany was saved from a $126 fine when a snow white dove blocked his face from the camera. Okay. And you look at the and you look at the picture, if you look uh-huh. it up, the bird is right in front of his face. So they couldn't see his face. And because they couldn't see his face, they couldn't issue the fine. So they called it the Holy Spirit. They called it <laughs> the the, the uh, police statement was it was no coincidence that the Holy Spirit intervened. We have understood the sign and leave the speeder in peace this time. Dang. Yeah. So because his face, even though it was his car. Even though it was his car, they can't verify that he was, he was driving it. So uh, because of that, they can't issue the citation. How they do that in Chicago is they just send it to the owner. Yeah, that's how they do it here, too. So that's Germans that's are nice. a lot nicer. Yeah. That's very nice. And they let you get away and call it, like, manifest destiny and shit. So Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Or they use spiritual well, references. That's, that's what manifest destiny oh, okay, is. Right? Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so okay. it's. Um, it, it's kind of he was going 34 and an 18, so it wasn't extreme, mm, you know, okay, kind of regular okay. driving on our uh-huh, and our, uh-huh. our side of things. Yes, yes, yes. But the picture is hilarious because because he's like, just like you know dr- just like this, and then the birds in front of his face, and you can't see anything. Is it flying by or is the it's bird flying spread, by? Spread? Yeah, it's kind of like spread out. Like oh, okay, yeah, wow, it's flying by. that's awesome. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, I, I could see how it could be perceived that way, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. thought it was funny, man. A yes. bird can get you out of a speeding ticket. <laughs> That's awesome. Also shocking that a speeding ticket is $126 in Germany. That's cheap. A speeding ticket out here, like 400 500 Is it now? I think. I'm pretty sure. I hope I don't I'm, find out. I'm pretty sure it was like 400 probably a decade ago. I guess it depends on how fast you're going. Last time I got a speeding ticket was in the twos in, in Illinois. In the 2010s. I imagine it's way more out here, too. Yeah. 2010s. But they do take away your license. I told you that before, right? They t- For one speeding ticket? A sp- in Illinois, if you get caught with a speeding ticket and you don't have a get-out-of-the-jail-free card. What the fuck is a get it? Like for Monopoly? Yes, literally. Like um, a literal? They will take your license. What's a get-out-of-jail-free card? It's to, to keep your license. You pay for this um, extra ticket. I forgot what it's called. And... Um, It'll prevent the cop from, or you can give that instead of your license, basically. So it's like a reverse Uno card that you can buy from yes. the from the government, from the state, or whatever. So the cop so comes up to your window. He's like, "Hey, boy, I'm gonna give you a ticket." You're, you're getting like, a ticket. Psych. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How you'll much still, is it? You'll still get the ticket, but you won't go to. But, but you, you won't, won't get lose your, your license. Yes. Yes. What do you have to do to buy this get out of jail free card? You just have to go to the DMV and buy it, or somebody. Yeah, I forget who. What a scam. I, it's bullshit, yeah. What a scam. Isn't that some bullshit? <laughs> Seriously, how yeah. do you justify that? I do not know. I, I don't understand the justification for taking away your license. Y- one, yes. That's a, number one. Yes. But B, 
there's some like arbitrary system where you can you buy, buy a card to pre-purchase your way out of losing your license if you get a speeding ticket. You're betting yes. on you getting a speeding yes. ticket. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, is that some shit? What the hell? I, it made me pretty frustrated, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Did yes. you already have that card? I never got one. So you lost your license. I lost my license once or twice in Illinois. Once or twice. <laughs> Last count, um, for sure once. You're, you're wanted in Italy for driving offenses. Yes, yeah, you yeah, lost yeah. your license once or twice in Illinois. Yes, yeah. God, man. For just a speeding ticket, though. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I agree. And so to get it back, you have to go show up at court. Okay, but you don't, so it's not traffic school. Uh, I think there's a traffic school option. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure there is. But you have to show up to court no, ma- no matter what. It's probably to make uh, sure you show it's up. It's just to make sure you show up to court. Yeah. Because here, I likely. guess if you don't show up to court, then a warrant is issued. And then if you're found, then you get taken in. Right. This way, they guarantee that you'll show up and they collect their dues from your ass. Damn. And that's some shit, though. Dude, that's So, like, to go get, like, a, a beer and you're going to get carded, you can't. You're left with nothing. Oh, but you, gotta, you, gotta, you get license. an ID, though, right? Like a no, you'd have to have a passport or another government-issued oh, okay, yeah, ID. Yeah. But for most people, they just have they a just driver's license. They just take your license. They take your license, and they give you a uh, stapled ticket saying that you are who you are, but it's all handwritten. Oh, they, they take your physical license. They take it away, and it, sh- it goes to court. Wow. And you see it again when you go to court. And How you fast pay are you going? Ten over. Wow, dude. Yeah. Yep. What? A, that's... Wow. That's the Midwest. 10 over is the speed limit in California. <laughs> I know. I know. In <laughs> like, if you're in Ohio, going f- over five um, over the speed limit, you're going to get ticketed. Damn. Without question. Yeah. You've got to set the cruise. you got to lock in at those speeds or they're going to get you. In Arizona, if mm-hmm. you're going 95 with passengers, it's attempted vehicular manslaughter. Okay. Are they strict in Arizona as far as uh, – uh, with some things they speed are and some traps. things they're not. They they had speed traps for a while. Okay. I think they took them off. I'm not sure. Okay. This was a long time ago. Mm. There's some weird laws out there, There's man. a lot of weird stuff. Damn. Yes. One or two times, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. next headline. So, when a car is referred to as a three-pedal, what does that mean? Uh, Manual. So if I refer to as a car as a two-pedal, what would that mean? Automatic. Psych. It's okay. still a manual. Okay. So Ford is working on a new manual transmission with an automatic clutch. Okay. So you will no longer have to Press. use a third pedal. You can shift as normal, but it's doing the clutching for you. How do you feel about that? It's like... That's part of the experience. And is I, it worse than straight automatic? Um, like, is it a good in-between, or is it just like, what the hell? Like, is it just a weird, like, anomaly that won't be popular? Is it a good in-between? It's like arcade right? It is, and apparently this has existed in the past. It almost It's almost how automatic transmissions kind of started. Mm. Not with you know, advanced tech like Ford's doing it now. Right, right. Uh, But, yeah, basically it's a manual transmission car, but the a- there's an actuator for the for the clutch. So as you're shifting, it knows to it clutch knows, in yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and when to let out. Mm. It takes away from the whole thing, I, I'd say. 
does it take away more than just going full automatic? Um, I might rather just have automatic full on. Yeah. Because I've driven, like, a, the last gen Eclipse, I drove it in the manual mode, and my Celica was an automatic with a manual mode. Okay. It's it's silly. But you're, but it's, ba- it's the man manual mode is sequential, essentially, right? Up, down, yes. up, down, yes. right? Yeah, you're saying this can I'm saying you, you can, can go one gears. to fifth, you know, yeah. second to fourth. Yeah. You know, fifth to mm, third. Yeah. Um... But you could do that with two flicks on on the downshift button. Yeah, like I, I I found this headline very early on, and I've had trouble settling on on where where I land with this. On the one hand, it's cool that you get to now you have a group of people that notoriously burn clutches. Yes, that want to drive. A manual a kind manual of manual kind of uh-huh. that have that option. Okay. Right? Or, you know, if you're used to uh, tracking a car mm-hmm. that way, I mm-hmm. think it'd be pretty cool. But you're right, you bring up a good point. Like paddle shifting is so easy. Yeah. You know, why this adds a layer of difficulty to driving. Yes. Right? It does. Moving your hand from the steering wheel versus just paddle shifting on the exactly. steering wheel. Exactly. So that's yeah. why being in on the shifter, it's kind of eh. Maybe there's yeah. a use for it that we're not familiar with. Maybe. And I do have another headline, actually, in line with this. Oh, what is that? Toyota is releasing a manual transmission for EV cars. Interesting. Just for the fuck of... Having it. Yes. It's also not going to have a clutch. Uh, or it should have I don't know the, the details, whether clutchless or not. Mm-hmm. But it's to maybe give us what we need out of a car as uh, purists. Ooh, you think they'd re- – I mean, if, if anybody would cater to purists, yeah. it would be Toyota? Th- right now, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I do feel like that's a – It's weird, right? Yeah, like it's sort of unnecessary. Yeah. Like I would invest more effort – and this is sort of goes against, you know, ice love. But I, I feel like they should just – Focus on promoting like EV performance as is. Oh, versus versus taking something, taking new technology and adding old bits to it. Right. But it could be fun. It could be. I don't know that I'd buy an EV that I have to shift. That's my thought too. Yeah. It's like buying a new iPhone or or Android with button like a keyboard still like when blackberry tra- is that a good analogy that do, you kind of flipped it on me because i want a keyboard oh so you want the keyboard yeah i've always wanted the keyboard to come back but mm. i'm like probably but you didn't buy the blackberries i'm, a, I'm an outlier i didn't have a blackberry but i had every sidekick well no the blackberry came out with the android that did have a keyboard oh really mm-hmm. i didn't know that they tried uh, okay yes. oh, they, oh but it's not out now yeah, it's, it was like five years ago. Oh, yeah. During that time, I think there were still other. There were. Yeah, yes, there were other right, options. Because right, yes, I right. had, I think there was a G2 or something by Google. The G2. This was far after the G2. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, this I was, was never in the BlackBerry world. I didn't know it was an Android. Yeah, this is like pre-Pixel, Google Pixel G3. Uh, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, Pixel But two the BlackBerry is... keyboard is not a full keyboard, right? It it's is. Not a, it's it, a QWERTY? It became one. It uh, became one, yeah. Okay. In the last years of their life. Yeah, yes. so I guess that analogy is a little bad in that so, okay, I want a keyboard. Want but okay. I think most people don't care for one. That's right. 
That's right. Do you know why I want a keyboard? So you can type without looking? Yeah. <laughs> I used to love like driving or whatever mm-hmm. and just like yes. looking at the road and, yep. and it'd be no typos, nothing. Yeah. Yep. Now I have to like swipe. You know, right. fingers are too fat for the screen. Right. You know, it's kind of annoying. Yes. But it's for the best, I guess. Yes. That's probably why they did it to keep people off their phones. It's like a while good driving. thing. It's a good thing. Because how good were you at T9? Very good. Uh, I wasn't using T9. I was doing straight up typing on the dial pad. Are you keyboard. serious? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Damn. Yeah. I wasn't into the T9. I wanted uh, accurate text. But that's a lot of clicking. I got fast with it. You must have had like Popeye thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just one big fat thumb. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Uh-huh. But anyway, those are your headlines for the week. Now we're going to get into something I'm very exhausted over. Uh-huh. The track day recap. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> what happened over sign. there? That's a sign. All right, so I went to Big Willow yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the goals I had in mind. Mm-hmm. Get into each PD4 um, was really the only goal for this weekend. And? Um, and I'll, I'll start at the beginning. So we'll start at, like, car performance, right? Sure. I get out in the first session. Um, the car sounds beastly. Sounds very good. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy with the new exhaust. Okay. Very, very happy with the new exhaust. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to sound like a little raspy and kind of ricery. Inline six. So yeah, yeah, so it sounds all right. Yeah. Um, But as I get out in my first session and I'm starting to like kind of get on it, I'm not getting a lot of power. And I'm getting like a warbling sound. When you're accelerating? When I'm accelerating. Okay. When I'm flat out. Okay. And the car's not moving as fast as it had moved previously. Mm-hmm. But I swapped the ECU, and it hadn't learned and does anything of the learnings. BMW yes. learns sort of your driving atmosphere and all that stuff and makes sure. adjustments. So I, I try to tell myself that's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. And then it kicked in, and I could feel it. Like it's oh, so the adjustments happened. The adjustments happened, on and the ECU. It's, it's a stock tune. Yes, but it feels stronger than my previous. ECU. I don't know if it's because it's learning on a racetrack versus the other one that learned on the street. Sure. I don't know if it makes that much of a difference, uh-huh. but that's when it kicks on. Okay. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm locked in. I've shaken off the nerves of uh-huh. not being at the track for a while. It's like, we're ready to go. Okay. So the previous night I, I did some sim work and I started practicing um, a line that Tom O'Gorman did with Jaime's car. Okay. Uh, in which it's they kind of break later into turn nine, right? So I was sort of slowly going into breaking later and later in turn nine. Uh, but as I'm doing my laps, I'm starting to hear my splitter scraping. And I'm getting a little worried, but I'm like, oh, my, my springs are probably just too much or whatever. So um, I go through, I'm going through turn eight into nine, and I'm planning on taking my braking like way later than I was originally doing, mm-hmm. which leaves very little margin for error. As I start braking, I hear like like hard scraping. Okay. And so I have like a little lapse, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, shit, what's that? 
And by the time I zone back in on what I'm doing, it's too late. So I slam on the brakes and I'm feeling the asphalt just narrow down. I'm like, I'm out of room. There's no way. So I go off and I'm holding on to the brakes, but the dirt is so soft yeah. out there. It's useless. It just doesn't feel like I'm stopping. Yeah. It feels like I'm I'm going. And I did something which I would consider the wrong thing to do. I turned the car to then skid sideways to hope in, in the hopes of slowing it down. Okay. The problem with that is it worked success successfully. Okay. The problem with that is if those tires get caught on something. Yeah, you. I'm rolling. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That's true. I don't care if I bend a wheel or whatever. That's uh-huh. fine. Uh-huh. But if I roll, that's oh, it's over. The car is over. The car is over. Yeah, yeah. I'm not coming back from that. Right. Luckily, I, I would. I stopped. I was able to catch it. I'll, I'll post the footage because I got it on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to stop it, uh, and I'm coming off. You know, I'm coming off the the and and I'm still scraping, but I'm like, oh, that's all right. It looks like you know the bumper's still attached. I didn't leave it like last time. Sure. Everybody in the paddock is looking at the car. I'm <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's man. the worst. It's embarrassing, Some, yeah, kind like, of, right? No, or I don't really it feel that? embarrassing. It was more like something's broken. Oh, okay. that was the realization I made. If they're looking at the car like that, something's broken, and I'm and then now I'm scraping, like even on like flat ground like any little dip like and now i'm scraping okay so i'm like shit so the splitter probably broke the bumper's probably done for too uh but luckily the race bread stuff worked as designed and the splitter the brackets bent completely back and the splitter was sliced in half wow but the bumper was fine completely i lot the uh the air dam that i have kind of uh-huh. came off a little bit okay but other than that the bumper's completely fine so I was like, cool, I get to keep going. Okay. Because that was the concern, right, that something would happen. So I just took off all the parts real quick, and I get to keep going. The silver lining in all this is that I was able to shave off like a second, like 1.75 seconds from my previous PB. Okay. So I'm now 135.2 okay. in my personal best. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's due to the car, the new ECU. Sure. You know, whatever. Uh, but now I'm feeling pretty good, despite the disaster. So you're saying, to recap, you went off. Yeah. Your bumper got cut in half completely. Or the sorry, splitter. your splitter. Yeah. But your bumper stayed intact. So you took off the splitter and you ran, continued to run. And I continued to run. Despite a dusty, covered car. Dude, the car, I was covered in dust. Uh-huh. The car was covered in dust. Uh-huh. When I opened the engine bay, yeah. it was like someone painted the entire engine bay in, in tan. Okay. Like nice. everything looked tan. Uh-huh. And it still looks that way. I mean, I haven't cleaned it yet. Um, but I came off. I, I should have kept going. I couldn't keep going because of the splitter. But it would have been nice to keep going on the track um, after going off to get some of that dust off. Oh, okay. But so I kind of gave it a little bird bath uh-huh. on the uh, out in the out in the paddock because I just didn't want a dirty car. Yeah. Uh, but I was filthy anyway. <laughs> My hat was completely covered in dust. Okay. When I closed the hood uh-huh. of the car, dust was slowly smoking out of the vents. Nice. Like it was that bad. Wow. And then when I went out on the next session, uh-huh. I could see the dust just circulating Fly. over me. I'm like breathing in all inside this dust. your car inside my car. I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. After a little while, it all kind of went away. Yeah. Um, but after that first session, you know, bre- going off, breaking the splitter, 
you know, wrenching on your car a little bit, taking parts off, fixing everything back together and getting back out kind of helps your confidence a little bit. Okay. Kind of like, way. you know, in that you're kind of overcoming obstacles, mm. right? Whereas the first time I went out on the shakedown day, it was kind of a bummer. Yeah. I almost wouldn't be able to drive even if I would have had a bumper. Right. Um, so it was a little different this time. So then I'm like, okay, uh, I go to my driving uh, to the download. And I told the guy, like, I want to try to go, f- you know, from three to four. Yes. And he's like, uh, you know, well, I got, you know, I got, I got to, I got to do some things with time trials. And, you know, I just got to make sure I'll be there. I'll, I'll try to be there. I'm like, all right, so I'll grid up and, and you'll come find me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll, I'm like, all right, cool. It, it'll happen. I go out. I grid up. They send us out. Nothing. Okay. Apparently, he was looking for me. I'll give him credit for that. I heard from somebody else that he was looking for me, but I wasn't exactly hard to find. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. I still have two more sessions to figure this out. Uh-huh. The problem was that this is the same guy from Bunt Willow mm-hmm. that also fell through, right, with me trying because to get— Because he got in an accident. But even prior to that— Uh-huh. Yeah, I will give him the accident, right? Okay, He, he sure, had a wreck, sure. so that didn't happen. But even prior to that— it was kind of like he was sort of disinterested yes. in 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 this portion of his responsibilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I kind of like I let Hyman know I'm telling him like, dude, what the hell's going on with this or yes. whatever. So yeah. he puts me on with somebody else just in case it's a backup. Uh-huh. And then after the second session, I go up to him again. I'm like, hey, man, I want to try to get into four. You know, can we do He's like, oh, you know, I have. Uh, you know, I, I got time trials and. Um, I only did a 135, so you know I'm trying to get a better time. And I'm, and it's like, I think I was thinking in my head, uh-huh. if he did a 135, uh-huh. and I tell him I did a 135, then he can be like, oh, so this guy can drive, uh, right? Right. But so that's then, not his reaction. So then I said, oh, I did a 135 too, and he got he got visibly mad, and he <laughs> goes, yeah, but you're in a BMW M3. So what was he in? Sorry, a Miata. Okay. But it's like a fully raced out Miata. Which is power to weight probably similar, if uh, not close. Yeah. I don't know. Close, I'd say. Maybe not similar, but close. Right, right, right. Close. Uh, and so I was like, damn, I just ruined my chances. <laughs> <laughs> like and sure enough, screwed. he probably did. And uh, sure enough, he wasn't there, but the backup Fulton, the guy uh-huh. who passed me from two to three, uh-huh. did. So then he, he, he shows up to the grid and he's like, you're the one that wants to try out? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. You go out. I'm going to catch up to you, and then let me pass. You'll follow me for a lap, and then I'll follow you, and you show me what you can do. I was like, all right, cool. All right, cool. Uh Bet. So we go out, Mm -hmm. and at this point, I got major confidence. This is session three, though, so my tires are starting to tell me, hey, like, cool it a bit. In turn two, um, I'm usually planted. Now I'm kind of sliding out a little bit. I'm feeling kind of like I'm drifting. So I'm like, shit, I'm not going to be able to gun it as hard. So I'm going as hard as I can, and he's not catching up. He's also in an E36 M3. Okay. Yeah. And so he's not coming around. I'm like, where is he? And there's a couple other ones. So they're coming up. I- I'm looking at them. I'm kind of like, oh, shit, should I slow down? Uh-huh. So I start kind of pulling back a little bit, and then he finally comes around, so I let him through. So then I start chasing him. He does have me at turn two. He was faster than me. And I think that was it. 
and so then I follow him on first circle. Then he lets me pass, and I go through, and I did probably the poorest driving of the day. Okay. I just because of my lack of confidence of tires at this uh-huh. point, uh-huh. I was easing off a little bit. Sure. I eased off on eight, which is usually flat out for me. I eased off a little bit just because I was feeling the the tires getting getting a little sketchy. Um, on tur in turn two, I took it way too wide. Uh, I broke way too late for three. Um, so I'm kind of feeling. I still did a quick time. I still did a one thirty eight. Okay. On that, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling like, oh, this is not gonna. It's not gonna. It's happen. not passing. It's not passing. passing grade based on. Just on the experience of testing with him from two to three, I'm like, I'm gonna get denied. So I come off. Um, I go. I'll go up to him. I'm like, Hey, so you know, how did I do? And he's like, Oh, you know, I'm I'm faster than you in some of those corners. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Uh-huh. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I, I saw. You know, you did some things uh, while I was following you that that actually I, I need to pick up. You know, I, I noticed that for sure. And he's like, are you letting off on eight? And I'm like, I normally don't, but the tires are getting kind of mushy, so I did. He's like, uh, yeah, so just so you know, you're definitely moving over to four. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. So I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, uh-huh. hell uh-huh. yeah, dude. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. This guy always scams me. Uh-huh. And so I'm now in HPD four. Cool. Yeah, and he was like, dude, you're, you're, you're good to go. So now there's a few more question marks because originally we had discussed that all you had to do was do another HPD four session and then start competing. Yes. But in the book that they sign you off on, there's a section to be signed off on four too. So I got to figure out how to, if I need to get that signed off, if it's incorrect or what I need to do. But mm-hmm. basically I'm, I'm right at the end. I'm ready to be licensed shortly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he verbally passes you. Yeah. He does sign a, your book or whatever? Yeah, he does sign my book. So he signs he your book. He put great exclamation point, exclamation point. Damn really? Right. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my uh, grade school kids is like uh, paper That's homework. what it felt yeah. like. That's yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. A math quiz for mm-hmm. addition and subtraction. But it's way more gratifying uh, than school. Yeah, <laughs> that could be true. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah, so I was like, dude, this is this is awesome, like. So I'm I'm like my day is done at uh-huh. this point. This is after session three. I'm like God, I'm not gonna do session four. I'm on cloud nine. Like this is this is this is all I needed for today. Uh-huh. This is the goal. Why push it again? But then I'm like, okay. We had discussed. I need dyno numbers. Yes. And I need weight. Yes. There was a dyno there. Okay. So I did a dyno. How much is that? Two hundred. Three bucks? pulls for eighty bucks. That's really good deal. And he's like ambulatory. He just shows up there. Uh-huh. You know, you you put your car up. He dinos it, and then he has another ramp at the end to just put your car down. Easy peasy, 10 minutes, we're done. That's it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. He's running your car for you, though, right? Yeah, After oh, for he, sure, he yeah. latches Absolutely. you in. Absolutely. The car in. Okay. Which was nice to see. There's not a lot. You don't get a lot of opportunities to see someone else driving your car, even though that's not really driving technically. Mm-hmm. But to hear the car from the outside. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was like, oh, the car sounds pretty good. Oh, okay. The car sounds pretty good. Very I nice. took video, so I'll post that too. Very nice. But what do you think the car did? Well, its stock is two what? 240. 240, 240 horsepower. horsepower stock. So 50. I'll tell you, Let I guessed 120. I mean 220. Sorry. 220. 220 to the wheels. Uh, Jaime said 230. 
to okay, the wheels. Okay, 230 to the wheels. It's t- rated at 240. It's rated at 240. At the crank, then, obviously, from BMW. Yeah. But you have an exhaust, test pipe, a header, intake, yeah. and an ECU. So you're but an the, 8 but out. But the ECU is stock. It's not tuned to it's your not, mods. It's not tuned. It's not no. adjusted to your it's mods. It's not adjusted to the mods. Yeah. But it is learning a little bit. It is learning. I mean, obviously, it's learning the, the new airflow. I'm going to go with, and it's an older car, though. 160,000 miles. Uh, oh, so that's not terrible. Fully freshed up. Yeah. Uh, You said 220 and Jaime said 230? 230, yeah. I may go pull a Price is Right and go one over on Jaime, go 231 or above. Damn. I'm going to be, yeah, the, pr- the uh, I'm ha- surpri- glass half. I'm surprised you went 231. Glass half full yeah. in this situation. I did 235. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 235 and nice. two, and 238 torques. Oh, wow. Pump yeah, feed. Okay. Yeah, dude. It's a torquey motor. Was it always that way? Like an even um, – uh, what's w- the rated torque from uh, – Let's see, actually. I don't know off the top of my head what the rated torque is. Damn, that's, that's really good. I mean, yeah. coming from the Honda four-cylinder world. Oh, yeah. It's, it's – uh, it's, uh, dr- That's drastic. Two th- it's – Oh wait, this is the This is the European one. Well, even that's fine because I know that it's a higher horsepower, but is it close in terms it's of the torque, torque is still 236 on that one. On the European engine. Uh yeah, maybe I'm looking at the wrong Which one. Which was It was just a bigger engine. It wasn't a turbo, right? Uh no, it was uh I think it was the same motor, but it was different like different head. ITBs. Um, oh, okay. Like yeah, di- yeah, stuff like that. I see. Sort of, sort of. It was a detuned. Okay. So two forty, two twenty four. Uh, oh, pound so feet of less, torque. less so than it 10%. was less than yeah, and now I'm at more torque than horsepower. Damn. Which yeah, is a little weird, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and two. I started to suspect that maybe the ECU I got does come with the tune. Uh huh. Um. Because I wasn't expecting those numbers. I know one. I don't know. I know we'll say one sixty thousand is not a lot of miles. Yeah. But it is on a motor. True. True. It is. So I was yeah. expecting, you know, there to be some wear. Mm-hmm. But at you know at those power levels, that's a healthy ass motor. Yeah. What was your um, pressure compression or what is it that we did on the S two thousand? Yeah, the compression test. Yeah, yeah, compression test. Was uh, it pretty high up there too? Uh. Well, I mean, it was normal. Okay. Yeah. Normal yeah. for BMW. Normal for BMW, and everything was within like one. Oh, nice. I haven't posted somewhere, but yeah, I mean, it, like in terms of the those measurements, everything was healthy, mm. but I still wasn't expecting this. Nice. So now I have another problem because I weighed the car. In your head. With me in it, it's thirty-one twenty-nine. So you need it to be heavier or I need it lighter? to be heavier now. You need it to and be heavier. And with these power levels, I need to add 170 pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. You should have yeah. kept the moonroof in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I what I'm going to do is add ways to put ballast in the rear. Which is like a basically glorified um, weight holder, right? As gl- yeah, it's a weight holder. Yeah. And then I'll put some weights on there. That way I balance out the weight a little more. Uh-huh. Um, but that's to class in TT5. Mm-hmm. I am going to send the ECU company kind of an email saying, hey, are you sure this is stock? Uh-huh. Just to make sure. 
Because um, if it isn't, I'll probably get another ECU and get the power levels a little down. And then, because, you know, putting weight into the car, the way it is now, it's just, it's perfect. Like, I, it, it feels okay. great. Okay. So I don't want to disrupt that by adding more weight. But or I could just eat more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's easier to add or remove weight than it is to constantly be fudging your horsepower numbers, right? Well, it's harder to, like, dyno, but it's super easy to swap an ECU. It's way easier to swap an ECU than to put weights in my trunk. Fair enough, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... So you're preferring to I mean, detune the car. If it is tuned, to, yes. I would feel more comfortable running on a more conservative tune on the motor than running higher weight on a tuned motor, right? Oh, okay. Because then it aids saying. to the longevity of that motor. R- I see. Right? That's a, that's a good that's good logic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean there's ways for me to add more weight to the car without, you know, going through many extremes, but yes. it is a problem that I didn't think I was gonna have. Yeah. I was really thinking I was going to land in the 220 to 25 range. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what you needed to be. That's where to I be in that's the where I was basically working towards. Right. I and was working up, on the you assumption. Overshot. <laughs> yeah. I was working on the assumption that I was at 220 to 25, but I had an extra 10-15 horsepower now that I have to account for. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, it's it's not a big deal. I don't know what 170 pounds will translate to in terms of times. Oh, I'm okay. sure there's a significance, a big yeah. significance there. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to probably take, you know, someone on a ride along next time I go to Big Willow, mm-hmm. maybe at the Grid Life event. Yeah. And then you know, see what my times oh, are. Oh, to get then, a good PB. To get a good with a hundred seventy yeah, uh, seventy pound. To pressure. see how I'm doing it if I were to go to TT five class, because uh-huh. I think the way I am now, I'd have to move up a class. But then I would have to do a shit ton of other stuff to optimize for that class. Right. Right. So I'm yes. closer to the TT5 class than I am the TT4 right, right. now. But right. But now I just have different problems to figure out. Yes. So all in all, it was absolutely great. Yeah. Losing it on nine was a little scary. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. It's a, you know, you're going 120. Oh, really? Yeah. So. I was going 120, and then I slammed on the brakes. So I was able to slow down enough on the asphalt, but I was probably going minimum 80 when I hit the dirt. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I traveled a good amount. Yeah, that's that's. That was a giant dicey. dust cloud for everybody to see. <laughs> giant okay. dust cloud. Okay. But I'm getting a little peeved with the NASA organization. Because? So tech inspection uh-huh. went from $5 to now twenty dollars, okay, <laughs> which is not a lot of money. Yes, right. Yes, yes. But uh, track entrance went up from ten dollars to twenty dollars. Also, so you pay for the track entrance. So you pay in for addition the to the fees to, to the fees. So you pay for the track NASA. free, which I think already went up. Then you pay for the uh, track entrance fee plus the membership. Plus the membership, you're right, yes. which I had to pay that, which is another 50 bucks. Yes. And now I have to pay an extra $15 for tech inspection, which for HPDE, it's, you know, most of the time they're checking stock cars. Yeah. So it's it's not, there's not going to be a lot for them to look at. Mm-hmm. Like, why why charge an extra $15 for something like this? It just seems like you're creating a barrier for people to come in, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Twenty yeah. bucks for for yeah. nothing for a sticker essentially that says your car is good enough. And it's just like 
they run it through a printer and it's just some shitty. <laughs> and I got failed. You did. I got failed. For what? So the harnesses need to have safety wire or cotter pins. There's a little hole in them so that the clip won't come off. At the, when it's connected when to it's the connected roll to bar? The, to the eye bolts. Okay. No, not the roll bar. The, the floor, the lap belts oh, okay. connected okay. to the okay. floor. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, it's, it's justified. But then I was like, dude, my last two events, you guys didn't say anything. Oh, okay. So this is getting nitpicky. Yeah, it's getting kind of nitpicky. But he, this is the first thing he looked at. And then he took it off. And he's like, this is why. But he, it took him, like, you know, fumbling for a minute before he took it off. Oh, like, okay. dude, like, it was hard for you to take it off. Yeah. But as soon as he got it off, he's like, this is why. Mm. I was like, all right, dude. So I go around the paddock. I'm like, hey, does anyone have safety wire or cotter pins? Shout out to Carlos for hooking me up with some cotter pins. So we're, I was able to put them in. He just p- pulled some out of his pants? Like what? <laughs> He had them in his toolbox. Ah, nice. Yeah, he okay. has everything in his toolbox. So then uh, I, I went to uh, back to tech. I'm like, hey, man, so I, I fixed the cotter pins. He checks the cotter pins, signs me off, and sends me on my way. Mm. Didn't look at anything else. Oh, so he didn't want you to prove it even. He didn't check the He checked pre- the cotter pins. Oh, okay. But okay. he didn't check anything else in the car. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. He looked, that was the first thing he looked at. And Keyed the only on that, thing. Failed me. Then I went back, fixed it, went there. He looked at the cotter pins and, all right, cool, go. Which I'm whatever, fine, dude. Like, just, I'm good. But it's just like, okay, this isn't $20 worth of an inspection. <laughs> Right, and that's your frustration with it. Yeah, it just seems like uh, it seems it's like a, 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 a arbitrary, an arbitrary money grab. Yes. Yeah, that's with no. It's all subjective. Yeah, like and they could have put that somewhere else. Yeah, you know, on the track fee, which already have gone up. But yeah, the tech inspection stuff. So, but apparently, you can do an annual tech for forty bucks. Okay. And then you don't have to do that. Every time. Every time. Mm. So then that comes out cheaper. Because, I mean, if I went to every event five times 12, 60, that's 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, But times 20, 120 bucks Mm -hmm. just in tech inspection fees. Versus 40 for the whole season. Versus 40 for the whole year. For the whole year. Yeah. So that's kind of frustrating. I mean, I guess inflation is sort of the name of the game. Yes. But I feel like that's sort of the direction that things are going in. Mm-hmm. And I, my fear is that with all this increased cost, I know that $15 is not a lot of money to most people. Mm-hmm. But then it creates higher barriers for people to join the organization. You know, like somebody who comes in, they're like, oh, shit. I have to pay at the gate. Oh, I have to pay 20 bucks to get inspected. Yep. And they're just coming in for a casual event. Yep. It's kind of like, ah, uh, you know, I'll just go kick it with, you know, Speed Ventures. Yeah, why do they separate the price out of the entrance fee? I don't know. Because everybody has to do it anyways, right? Yeah, and, y- and y- the weird thing is that I've never paid for tech inspection at any other organization. Really? Yeah. So it's part of the ru- it's part of the, the fee. cost. Yeah, essentially, if mm. if they even count it, Gridlife didn't pay for tech inspection. Uh, get a Track didn't pay for tech inspection. I haven't done a Speed Ventures event, so I don't know if they charge for tech inspection. Mm-hmm. But yeah, NASA's going the opposite way. Mm. Okay. So maybe I'm getting nitpicky, but so you're just frustrated with these added. Fees here, and yeah, there. you know, like the I'm, nickel and dime I'm, vibe. Yeah, you know, you try to keep your cost down with going to the track. We, yeah, we were just talking about how expensive it is to run these cars. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. know, you, it's fifteen bucks. That's 
that's a session or two of gas, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a gallon of gas out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a yes. single gallon yes. of gas. Yeah, dude, it feels like Of 87, it. not yeah. even 91. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. But, yeah, that was uh, my NASA Big Willow trip from yesterday, which I think was a huge success. Huge. Despite losing – oh, I lost a corner light, too. From that accident? No. Oh. I had it when I came off. Okay. But then I went back out. I think the accident probably loosened it. Sure. So then I went back out after the second session. I came back in. And then after the download, Jaime's like, what happened to your corner light? I don't know. It disappeared. And it snapped off completely with bulb. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? Yeah. So now I have to like. Was a harness attached? The To the it, it wiring? Took, it, it didn't take the. It took like. It took the portion that screws into the corner light. Okay, and then I broke see. the clips off I of that. I see. So okay. I'm gonna have to replace, you know, get uh, new wiring and a new little plug or whatever because yes. the clips are all broken on that. I one. see. But okay. I'm also thinking like, do I need corner lights? The car's never gonna see the street anymore. It could be a brake duct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up there. Oh, I don't. Man. I can't imagine. Like, you mean, is it attached to the headlight, or is it a? Yeah, it's right. It's right next to the headlight. Oh, that that corner light. That corner light. Yeah, that uh, corner light. Yeah. It's two pieces. It's two pieces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the headlight and then the corner light, which is your turn signal light. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So, I got home. I was I was thinking of taking it to our cruise today. I really wanted to. Yeah. But the car is such a mess, man. Mm. That I couldn't. I just couldn't get myself to. To take it it's dirty as hell so i didn't want to clean it mm-hmm. the quarter light makes it look like it's missing a tooth you know oh, okay. inside it's completely dirty so much dirt when i took the bumper off uh-huh. and i was working on everything there was like you know those like 50 pounds bags of sand yes. at home depot yeah. it was like i dropped one of those on the ground <laughs> it was so much really? dirt dude. it's just it's so powdery yeah yeah, that it gets everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, might as well have been at the beach. Yes. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm on track. For now what I, you wanted. Now ahead of schedule mm-hmm. with what I wanted. Yeah. The only problem is that, damn, some of the adorable Bugs. mosquitoes, man. Yeah. Um, the only problem is that now I have the issue of adding weight back in. Okay. You know, which, sure. what, which isn't ideal, right? But, you know, we'll figure out. We're close enough to figure it out. And you're projected – you were originally projecting to be in TT by May. Was that right? April – no, let's see. April or so May? February, March. March was going to be – April was going to be the HPDE4 session uh-huh. to then qualify for TT. Okay, so you st- and you still but need to do that. Y- but there's question marks around what you need to do for that. So, like I'm hearing that you don't necessarily need to do the HPD4. Once you're in HPD4, it's essentially a formality. And you can just get licensed and start competing. Oh, okay. but I, I just I didn't ask the right people at that point. I um, see. So we'll see how it goes. It could be in April, but you're right. Probably it'll be May. Okay. Yeah. Worst case scenario, May. Got it. And then doing Beamer Challenge in June. Jumping in bandwagon with those folks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that you know the way things are going with NASA. I'm going to start spending a little more time because there's still a lot of traffic. Oh, okay. there's still a they lot still of traffic problem. in the HPDE sessions. And I'm like, you know, every time I go to with other organizations, I'm paying less and I'm getting way better seat time. Right. So with NASA, I'm really just using them to climb my ladder and get licensed. 
Uh, right. And you know, once you're once there, that, once I get licensed, then I can probably compete in different organizations. I see. You know, maybe get a Porsche or something. Hey, man. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, that was the NASA trip. Uh, I'm sort of reinvigorated. Good. Yeah. In for, the track for the life. start of the year. Because I was nervous, you know, yeah, after yeah. not being around for a little while. Right. You know, it hadn't been that long. It was like November, October mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I'm sort of remotivated to kind of get back into things and figure okay. things out. Yep. But anyway, let's get into our last segment, which is the draw report. Yes. Now in this draw report, well, to break down what the draw report is, for those of you who don't know, it's a demolition derby, rent or own. And it's essentially our version of fuck, Mary kill. Uh, usually done with vehicles, uh-huh. but this week's version is actually going to do sim games. Yes. iRacing, Assetto Corsa, yes. and Gran Turismo. Yes. What is your draw report, Randy? Well, I'm definitely going to own Gran Turismo through and through. Really? Yeah. Why is I, that? I guess what that tells me and tells people is that I'm more arcadey in yeah. my leanings. Poser! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, yes. no, no. It's cool, you know. Yeah, and I have to. I'll. I'll add that I played um Horizon Forza Horizon Five also last yeah. night, and I'm very much an arcade type of person. Oh, you. Oh, you like the Forza. I like the Forza. Um, I only played it for a little bit, just the opening sequence, which is amazing. Okay. Um, Assetto Corsa on the so I'm on a PC. Okay. I tell me able to play some of these games. Yeah. Assetto Corsa just didn't have the level of um experience that i wanted what do you mean um so like when i go over berms yeah because i wasn't configured correctly there i wasn't feeling the vibrations in my force feedback oh the force feedback wasn't there yeah or maybe it was a setting issue i hadn't installed the wheel to the computer i just plugged it in and let it go and it was working fine in iRacing yeah um so i thought it would be the same in assetto corsa but it definitely wasn't working in Forza. I will say with Assetto Corsa, it's probably the hardest time I've ever had setting up my wheel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing it on PC also. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's some – I don't remember if I got force feedback through berms or not. Okay. But okay. I think you're right. I agree with you on that point. I was definitely getting force feedback on Forza. Okay. So that's why I know that the wheel's working, mm-hmm. but I just wasn't getting it in Assetto Corsa. So prob- I'll, I'll attribute it to me. So okay. keep Gran Turismo. Something about the just the game modes that Gran Turismo has right. is more engaging. Right, right, the right. The licensing, the um, the path to just the whole experience, the right. garage experience. There's a career mode. There's like you're owning the car. You feel like you kind of own the cars, even right. though you really don't in the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I earned a Type R, like a EK Type R in there. You know, you I just sell it on Bring a Trailer. It's <laughs> 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 gonna as an NFT. <laughs> just don't forget to sell it to yourself first. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so just something about that whole career experience with Gran Turismo, even though I'm on like Gran Turismo Five right now yeah um it's just it's more engaging yeah i racing i paid for a one month subscription right i tried it for like three days um it was really hard to drive an nd miata for me for me right in in uh in i racing uh maybe that's because it's very accurate or maybe not. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, the... It's too sensitive. So the iRacing physics engine is 
painfully realistic. Um, including like damage, how you take your damage. Yes. yes. It's like it, it's like real life. Yeah. It's essentially like real life. Whereas Gran Turismo is very forgiving. Yeah. In that regard. Absolutely. Um, so I can see that with iRacing. It's essentially like you're driving your own real car. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you'll get taken out pretty easily on a track. Yeah, for sure. So to kind of add some detail behind it, I drove the same track on a track I know, which is Laguna Seca, mm-hmm. ironically, on all three games, iRacing, um, Assetto Corsa, and Gran Turismo. And yeah, just something about the Gran Turismo, maybe because it's married to my wheel better. So it's it's a you have easier or better user experience as a result because of a better marriage between the wheel and the game. Yeah. Whereas iRacing and maybe Assetto Corsa would be better served with a higher end setup. Yeah. So maybe I would have better control with a better wheel. Who knows? Nonetheless, keep Gran Turismo. Rent. Um. Rent iRacing and demolish uh, Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa. Yeah. So for me, it's a little bit different. So sort of the way I broke it down was iRacing, you know, has a big online racing presence. Yes. Uh, They have the biggest pro driver presence. So there are opportunities for you to actually race with pro drivers on iRacing if you Mm -hmm. get good enough or Mm -hmm. if you get in the rooms. Um I think they have the best track detail, although Gran Turismo has the best graphics. Okay. Okay. Right? Yes. I, but yes. iRacing has the best track detail in terms of realism. Okay. Real bumps on the track. Mm. The how the berms are, you know, how they react to the car. Sure. But like I said, the 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 iRacing physics engine is just it's too real yeah you know like yeah. let me let me bump someone a little bit and not take so much <laughs> fucking damage you know whereas yeah. with gran turismo yeah. you can get a little bump happy in yeah, some of those for races sure. for sure for and sure. still be okay as long uh-huh. as you're not knock knocking someone out mm-hmm. a set of courses ui i didn't like everything setting it up the graphics sucked on it the, the graphics aren't as nice yeah but a set of corsa has better car control physics Oh, really? I don't know if it's me, the wheel, or what. Okay. But I find it way easier to hold the drift in Assetto Corsa than any other game, either oh, of those, okay. Gran Turismo or iRacing. Uh-huh. So I feel like the car control physics in Assetto Corsa are designed a little better or a little a little more fun, maybe, okay. than iRacing or Gran Turismo. Uh, I think iRacing is probably the worst of the three, if I'm being honest. Yeah. In terms of that regard, mm-hmm. and then obviously Gran Turismo has it's easier to drive. It's yeah. it's a lower barrier to entry. Mm, absolutely. So I would own. Ah, damn. Well, we're gonna buy Gran Turismo Seven. So. Yeah. <laughs> so well, there's that. We are. But yes. if we had a choice in the three, uh, I th- another thing with Assetto Corsa mods 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 so you can create mods for the game so you can buy the car for car different cars different maps different tracks so i played uh seto corsa competizione yeah you play regular seto corsa is that right Uh, i think it's the same thing i thought they're two different tiers one's more gt and another one is like a general game 
Oh, I don't know then. Maybe mine okay, was a regular okay. one. But yeah. mine's the one that I can load mods into. I uh, well, I don't. I'm not. I, w I didn't go that deep into. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, because that's I loaded Button Willow into it. Okay. That way. Uh huh. Um, so that's a big advantage, I think, Huge, with the mods. Huge, because you can't get uh, Auto Club. You can't get. Um, yeah. Chuckwalla in Gran Turismo. Yeah. But you can in these other games. So I think I would. Since I don't do a lot of online racing, yeah, most of this is just practice for me. Yes, I think a Seto Corsa would be my own. Oh, really? Because yeah. of the mods. Because of the mods, and uh -huh. I can, I can. There's availability. There's people doing fun stuff too. You know, like Golden Eye Big Heads or whatever. You know, I don't know if you remember. You played Golden Eye back then. I the day? did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you never played any of the cheat codes, like Big Head mode, and I didn't. No, I didn't know that existed. Really? On N64, you could mod uh, the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, not 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 big head mode. Yeah, there there's that. a few different modes I don't remember. But anyway, that's yeah. beside the point. Um so I would own Assetto Corsa. I think I would rent iRacing. Oh really? You yeah. purist? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And this is a hard decision, but yeah. then I would I would demo Gran the Turismo. Gran Turismo. Yeah. Even though that's where I started. And we haven't reviewed seven yet. Gran Turismo seven. No, we should do like a we should do like a legit breakdown for seven. I, think so I can too. bring my rig and we can race some stuff. If you're down, yeah, I'm that'd down. be pretty cool. That would be really fun. Yeah. Yes. It, it won't be a big so. I guess to to break it down for me, it's own a set of Corsa, rent i racing, uh, and demo Gran Turismo. For you, it's own Gran Turismo because I'm arcadey. Rent iRacing to get the truest experience. Okay. And then the Assetto Corsa, which is in the middle, would be demolished is, is essentially kind of what it is. Okay. Well, let us what let us know what you think. What, yes. what would you pick in this week's Drow Report uh, in the comments? Yes. If you're listening to this on a podcast, just throw it up on our Instagram, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But anyway, I think that is our episode. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. If you want to send us e any emails, info at 91octane.com. And also, if you want to sh uh, try some of the best single-origin watermelon coffee, also the official coffee in 91octane, Cafe Carrera. Go to Carrera.cafe. Trust me, you won't regret it. It's yes. it's awesome. I drink it every every time we record. Mm -hmm. Probably a bad idea. Yep. I'm like full of caffeine constantly. <laughs> Randy, any last words? Shout out to the uh, makers of Cafe Carrera. Oh, shout out <laughs> to those individuals. <Yes. laughs> Good night. Good night.